0: I am Tim Kennard, and with me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the Molly to my Holly. Uh, <laughs> as we were just talking we're not about, explain Molly. That. yeah, no, that's inside joke, way inside. Um, <laughs> but, Stephen Davidson, welcome to the show. What's going on, buddy? All
1: right, so lightsaber duels. Okay there's lots of swinging and blocking and swinging and blocking and lots of kicking, lots of kicking in lightsaber duels, right? Yeah. The kicks always land. The kicks land easily, but the lightsabers don't. If it's so easy to land a kick, why is it not so easy to land a lightsaber?
0: Um, The movies would be very,
1: very short. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess also very Tarantino.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Now if Tarantino. Severed limbs gets a hold of the next star Wars. Hey, who knows, you know, who have the bride show yeah. up, she have a yellow lightsaber. Oh. Um I and- hope, uh, I hope go, go comes back from the dead. Oh, that would be an interesting uh, go, go with some weird kind of shock lightsaber ball and chain thing. And, and then, then uh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I, I, it's crossover. I'd watch. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> i mean i'm
1: good yeah yeah <laughs> well uh <laughs> welcome right. to
0: the show everybody um uh this yeah. week and let me say up front we are uh not recording in our normal situation as far as where we're at so there could be some technical hiccups here and there so just bear with us we apologize if the quality is not quite up there um in the sound quality this week i'm at my parents for christmas and their internet's crappy that's basically what we're talking about okay well he just throws it out there (laughs) yeah there it is is. so apologies for steve's family and their crappy internet (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i love your mom and dad i mean come on um But anyway, (laughs) getting into the show, we're, of course, going to start with our three count as always. And uh, well, actually, no, we're not, because once again, we couldn't even get one week out of it. I know we didn't have it on the show notes, but we lost another person in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, News actually just broke today, I believe. Um, And he was a crossover star. Uh, He was an NFL star. Kevin Green played for the Carolina Panthers, Hall of Fame football Mm -hmm. player. And he passed away, unfortunately, earlier today, I believe, or late last night. Uh, he was in WCW as a while, for a while, um, involved in some of the NWO angle, teaming up with both Goldberg and Mongo McMichael, who was also a crossover star. Um, but I didn't want to overlook that since we had called call to attention the other ones we've lost in the past couple of weeks. Uh, again, yeah. th- you know, thoughts and prayers go out to the families. And uh, again losing somebody every week it's just uh 2020 just won't stop man
1: no no it won't it won't yeah he didn't have a a huge presence in wrestling but enough to be remembered for sure i yeah i remember him alongside steve mcmichael
0: but yeah i mean mostly it's just kind of cool because he was one of those guys that successfully crossed over um from a different professional sport who didn't start out as a wrestler um, was just a, a big guy and an athlete and liked wrestling and got in there and did pretty well for himself for the short time that he was in WCW. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that, again, another sad day. Um, rest in peace, man, and uh, thanks for all the memories, um, especially for, if, you, if you're a big WCW fan. You probably remember Kevin Green pretty fondly in those NWO angles. Um, yeah. But uh we'll jump into the three count which uh, was my challenge this week which was your favorite three performances from a wrestler in film, I guess TV as well, just their your favorite three performances uh that wrestlers have done. Okay. I I did I did film. And that's fine. And mine were mine are all film okay. too. I didn't I didn't consider TV. I wasn't okay. I, I didn't even consider TV. We, I couldn't remember if we said we were or not. So in case you had, I was just saying it could be either one, but we both went with film. So that's fine. Um, Gotcha. But yeah, our favorite uh, three roles that uh, a wrestler has done. And um, I'll let you kick off with your number three for this week's three count.
1: All right. So uh, my number three might be a little unexpected. I think a lot of people skipped over this movie entirely. Um, I don't think the marketing did it justice and did not present it as the movie that it actually was. Uh, I'm going with John Cena as Mitchell, one of the fathers in Blockers. Such Um, a great choice. What a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen Blockers and you're thinking you know what Blockers is, you're wrong. You don't know what Blockers is. It is not what you think. It is not how, like I just said, it's not how it was presented in the marketing. It's a sweet, touching, woke Film
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, they the, they play with convention. They they take these characters that start out looking like um, caricatures, like uh, archetypes, and they mess with it and they they spin it on on its head and they turn it into something else. And uh, Cena is fantastic. He's one of the leads. Um, he's funny. He's endearing, um, and just a great part for him and my favorite movie that i've seen him in as well uh it's not for young kids but um if you have teenagers at home maybe you know 15 or up you know it's it's definitely it's rated r Uh but I, i trust you your 15 year old has seen and probably said and definitely heard um much worse <laughs>
0: yes yes um, <laughs> than,
1: than what is in than what is in blockers so um, you're not introducing them to anything new if they're 15 or older i would say and i think it's a good one it would be a good one to watch with them
0: uh yeah blockers is a fantastic movie i love this one and cena is he's incredible in it uh, it's it's really at its core a very sweet movie both of coming of age of the uh, of the of the daughters in the film but also kind of a you could say uh later in age, but a coming of age for the parents as well and and dealing with their kids growing up. And it's, it was really, really good. I really loved it. He had great, um, a great rapport and dynamic with the other actors in the film. So if you haven't seen blockers, definitely check it out. It is definitely worth your time. Um, great pick. Great pick. Uh, number three for me, um, it's going to be the rock and there's so many to choose from, uh, from the rock And I went with one that I just had so much fun with. It's it's probably not his best performance. It's one of my favorites, though, just how funny it is. And it's him playing Mitch Buchanan in Baywatch. <laughs> the remake uh, of Baywatch. Uh. He has some just some great one-liners and quips. And it's just the movie itself is just unabashed fan service, really. Um, and The Rock is just great. It's... <laughs> It's just The Rock getting to be The Rock and, and make funny comments and snide comebacks and quips, but then also you know be a big muscled-up badass. Um, mm-hmm. But I really... I, I liked the Baywatch remake, I, I have to say. Um, but uh, I saw it, and it didn't leave much of an
1: impression on me because I don't remember it very well. So I, I didn't love it, but I also don't
0: remember walking out thinking it was a total waste of time either. Um, Yeah, for me, it's what I consider one of those, just a really good popcorn flick. Yeah. You don't have to think real hard about it. You just watch it. You see the great set pieces, laugh at some of the jokes. And at the end, you're like, hey, I enjoyed that. Great. Let's move on. (laughs) That kind of thing. Yeah. That's my number three.
1: Okay. All right. So my number two. Now we're we're going back a ways. Okay. We're going back. We're going to the one that started it all. The one that without this, maybe we don't have wrestling in its current incarnation. Maybe we don't have wrestling at all without Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips in Rocky three.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: Yeah. That is the role that got Vince McMahon's attention. That is the role that got him into the WWF. That's the role that, that convinced Vince that this is the guy. And, um, Without it, who knows who knows where wrestling would be without Hulk Hogan being in Rocky Three and I saw that movie as a kid first of all, Rocky, the original is my favorite sports movie I okay. love Rocky. Um, I saw Rocky Three as a kid, and man he just he he was bigger than life, and um, he, he beat the crap out of Rocky so <laughs> yeah you know that, that that's not a bad uh that's not a bad spot to have if you're in a rocky movie beating the crap out of rocky without rocky getting a receipt so to speak right that receipt on everybody else he didn't get a receipt on Th- it was technically a draw but mm-hmm. uh yeah it, if it was a fight Thunderlips won that thing man
0: yeah and it's uh it's interesting because there was a lot of controversy at the time at least and it maybe not the as an audience member or somebody watching the movie you may have no clue about it but in interviews that have surfaced since uh, in the past couple years they talk about some of that stuff and they didn't want Hogan to do that part they uh were afraid that it would uh peel the curtain back on the business a little too much uh yeah you're talking about promoters they yeah promoters the promoters did not want him to do it yes Uh, yes but yeah, so very, very interesting. But yeah, no, love that. Now, one thing I do know is in today's landscape, I don't think the name Thunderlips Lips would uh, be a moniker anyone would want to be settled with. <laughs> <laughs> it may not carry the same meaning. Yeah, I don't know if it would carry the same weight. <laughs> I think yeah. Like Thunder Lips? Oh, man, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Maybe Good. more of a Val Venus part. Well, okay. Okay. That's taking in a direction I didn't think we were going to take it, but okay.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I live to surprise you.
0: I like it. Um, but hey, great choice. Obviously. I mean, again, one of the ones that started it all. Um, yeah. And uh, ones that didn't make my list, but are kind of, you know, older as well. I, I, I toyed with putting Terry Funk from Roadhouse in there mm-hmm. uh, another one of the earlier films um where a wrestler got a a decent little role in but uh, my number two mm-hmm. uh, is john cena but a different movie ah for me okay. it was train wreck and this was oh, my- i actually didn't see train wreck oh now he doesn't have a huge part obviously he's not one of the main characters because this follows um Amy Schumer, and oh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name right now. But um, but this movie, it's it's definitely a if you like stuff like uh, Knocked Up, um yeah. from the same director and uh, and writing team, I believe. So actually, it's not... I did see Trainwreck. Okay,
1: now it's coming back to me. I did see Trainwreck. Yeah, yeah. he for he a played- while there I was thinking we're seeing a hundred movies a year in the theaters and they started to blur together.
0: Yeah. I can, I can see that <laughs> with your, yeah, I remember seeing that. but, yeah. um, but yeah, I loved him in this role. He was uh, a boyfriend of Amy Schumer's in the movie. And he mm-hmm. was like the, the jacked up always working out guy, but then he just, he was so funny and it was one of those we saw him in this role and people were just like, Oh my God, John Cena is doing like weird stuff. Cause like there was, you know, like a funny sex scene. Um, Yeah. And he always. like (laughs) One favorite scene, like in the movie theater and somebody's talking or something and he gets mad and he talks about, you know, I will, I will strip you down naked and fight you. (laughs) It gets very (laughs) homoerotic. Yeah. It's, it's very, very funny. And I just love this and I kind of this kind of goes in tandem also because he has a a character it's not really the same but a a smaller role in the movie sisters Mm
1: -hmm. with Amy
0: Poehler and Tina Fey Mm -hmm. where he's like this drug dealer guy Uh, but yeah those were kind of the roles that really started to break him out and make him a start to get those big starring roles in Hollywood yeah Uh, and now it's gonna be in the next fast movie fast eight yeah Um, yeah so you, fast nine renew, whichever one they're up
1: to renew that renew that rivalry
0: with the rock <laughs> yeah so it could be very very cool thrice that, in a lifetime thrice thrice in a lifetime <laughs> yeah all right so yeah seeing a train wreck my number two your number one sir all right my number
1: one you know i'm honestly not going to be surprised if my number one is also your, your number one um and it was also the one that I, I heard the most when I put the question out there on social media. Yep. Um, I th- We're probably both thinking Dave Bautista as Drax in Guardian of the Galaxy. At least I am. No, not my
0: number oh, one.
1: Oh, okay. Well, good. Okay. Well, I mean, not good, I guess. But yay, we have different choices. A great no, choice, absolutely, though. For
0: me, A fantastic yeah, for me, choice.
1: Absolutely. Um, Drax is nothing in the movies like he is in the... Oh, I would say nothing in the movies like he is in the comics. But he's... Character-wise, very, very different in the comics than in the Guardians of the Galaxy and other Marvel movies. And Drax definitely took the part and under the the guidance of James Gunn, made it his own. And he yeah. did it in a way that was unique and that nobody else would have quite done it the way that he did it. And um, just totally took me by surprise. Uh, you know, I I, I trust the, the casting folks over at Marvel. They do a great job time after time after time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what what I was going to see with uh, with Batista in that part. And uh, man, he just he's so memorable, and his deadpan delivery of some of those one liners that you know are funny to the audience, but not meant to be funny to Drax. And that's what makes them so great. Yes, um, I think my favorite my favorite was when they're trying to come up with the plan, and uh, and Drax starts arguing about it. And Gamora just says, well, like, we just said that. And he said, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about something else. Like, <laughs> it's so real. Believe me. Believe me. I teach math. That happens all the time. <laughs> so it's very, very real. Uh, and he just, he nailed it. And yeah, it, I easy number one pick for me.
0: Yeah, and a, a great one. And yes, I love Batista as uh, Drax. And again, the, the deadpan is awesome. And he's very funny with improv, too. There's been improv that he has done that wasn't written in the script that has made it into the movie, uh, most famous yeah. of which for me is in Infinity War. Uh, in, you know, they're arguing about Gamora, and he's like, I'll do you one better. When is Gamora? <laughs> After yeah. The where and who? It's like, it was just so great. Um Yeah. But yeah, no, an excellent number one choice. Um, I could have seen myself going number one with that, but mine is a little more sentimental for my number one choice. Mm -hmm. And um, for those that don't know, I do have a son. His name is Malcolm Wesley. Wesley is his middle name, and Wesley comes from The Princess Bride, so my number one has to be Andre from The Princess Bride, playing Fezzik. Okay, okay. That movie is um top three favorite all time for me um and will never change uh and andre was so funny he was such a funny guy and you hear a lot of stories you know about him outside of the ring how down to earth and just kind of funny he was and he liked to crack people up you know there's this giant guy who drinks Mm -hmm. wine by the bottle like you would drink a can of beer and man mm-hmm. just a gentle giant but you know in the ring he was scary as all get out because he was huge <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 only gentle if he liked you yes yes but uh so funny in the princess bride <laughs> yeah um yeah anybody want a peanut always rhyming stuff uh, yeah I, I, yeah i was i was gonna say it you beat me to it <laughs> but yeah. yeah so andre number good one choice for me. good choice But yeah, that was a fun three counts. I like that one. What's your challenge, friend?
1: Yeah. Okay. I've got several. I've come up with like four over the last couple of days. Um, One of them, I'm going to wait. It'll be a little more timely if I wait on one of these. Okay. I think for next week, it sounds so simple, but it is not going to be easy. And you can define this however you want. Okay. But I want to know who you think are are the top three baby faces of all time
0: okay top three now baby what makes faces. someone a good
1: baby face that's up to you
0: okay top three baby right. faces of all time i like everybody's
1: it. talking about heels everybody talks about heels such a great heel such a great heel but you know what you can't be a great heel without a great baby face so that's right
0: what's a great heel uh, if you don't have yeah, a baby face a baby to work with direction. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't want to do the, the
0: obvious. Everybody wants to know heels. Let's talk baby faces. All right. I like it. I like it. And we'll be back next week with that for our three count. Um, let's jump into the show proper. Got lots to talk about here. Um, we'll start right at the top of our list uh, with some NXT. Tommaso Ciampa in a match versus Tyler Rust and Tyler Rust. Come on, man. This was a hell of a match. This was really good. Yeah, I thought. It,
1: it, 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 it was. I question the booking of it, though.
0: Okay.
1: I understand they wanted Tyler Rust to look strong. But when you consider how Champa has been booked for so long, I wonder if he was the guy to do it against. Because I, for me, I think it almost made him look weak more than it made Tyler Rust look strong. Um, okay. it, it's very, it's very tricky to do something like you've got to do it with the right people. And, you know, when you think of the history of Tommaso Champa and the matches he's had and the things that he's, that he's kicked out of and the, the, and, and to have some of the things that Tyler Rust was doing, putting him on the ropes didn't feel very logical to me,
0: mm.
1: if that makes sense.
0: No, I get where you're coming from with that. Um, I didn't think of that angle myself as far as it making Ciampa Ciampa look weak. Yeah, Um, because
1: I was thinking, you know, like uh, the stuff with Gargano, all those matches he had with Gargano and like the last man standing matches. And uh, I was thinking, you know, when he uh, Tyler Rust had him in a submission and he was like screaming in pain. And I was thinking, old Tommaso Ciampa wouldn't even be bothered by this. So why is this such a big deal to him now? So I just wonder if maybe it, more important than having a great match would have been having it with the right person and I wonder if maybe they should have chosen someone else who wasn't previously booked as such a badass okay uh, to to do it against it, I'm not questioning the match itself it was it was a great match there's no doubt about that I just wonder if they used the right person for it
0: okay yeah no I can see that um now, because I was just thinking, you know, with what we've talked about in past weeks, uh, this is a way that you can have someone lose and look really good in Tyler Rust, yes, agreed. Um, because I that loss doesn't hurt him one bit, that match made, and him we'll look talk like about a million bucks, and we'll t- talk about something very similar to that with another match later on, yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, very interesting. Uh, two different little takes on that, um, but yeah, I. I kind of, I t- now that you pointed out, I do agree, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, beginning of the year last year would have been a totally different kind of demeanor he would have in the ring as opposed to what we saw this past Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, sticking with some NXT, and we were both very disappointed <laughs> yes. as far as the booking, <laughs> because yeah. Kyle O'Reilly ends up defeating Pete Dunne to give us Balor O'Reilly too. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not mad about because that was a great match and I don't mind seeing another one but man I really want Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor yeah and
1: again it's it's taking that faction that the new heel faction and giving them another major loss yeah so I'm not sure I don't understand what's going on in, in the booking committees over at NXT right now um, it would have been a fresh match. I, I still have trouble buying Kyle O'Reilly as a contender. He was second banana to to Adam Cole for so long, and I haven't seen him accomplish anything to change my perspective on that. Ah. So Pete Dunne, on the other hand, was NXT UK champion for forever, yeah, and dominant, yeah. and much like much like Tommaso Ciampa, seemed to be able to get up and and out outlast anyone get up after anything and he was virtually unbeatable uh and so to have him come in and already lose a match to a second banana I don't know I didn't like it
0: yeah I I mean I agree I do not like the booking of this match uh I don't like the booking since war games of the new heel faction um and yeah this just didn't make any sense to me um, no offense to Kyler Riley, of course. I think he is a tremendous, tremendous talent, but you're right, I don't know that I buy him as the top guy. Like, you know, that. yeah. Top- so
1: what's gonna happen now? Like he 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 either has to win the title now or mm-hmm. lose again, and so we're either gonna have a champion that I'm not gonna really buy, right, or he's going to, to lose a second attempt and it's only going to hurt his credibility more instead of building him by having him beat some other singles competitors that aren't at the same level as far as as far as credibility Mm -hmm. as Finn Balor. And that that's how you build a challenger. You you can't just, well, you can, but I think it's foolish to just take someone who hasn't been a singles main eventer and say, Oh, well, now they're wrestling a main eventer and that makes them a main eventer. That's not how it works. We've, we need to see them beat people and see that they're they're credible and see that they've earned this title shot. Now, okay, yeah, well, we just saw him beat Pete Dunne. Yeah, we did, but that's one match. Look at what Kofi Kingston had to do when he got the yeah. shot at Daniel Bryan. He won freaking gauntlet matches. He like five or six people in one night. And that was after having a long-term singles career before even getting into the new day. Yeah. He was former Intercontinental Champion. So he had that history and he still had to earn it and it worked. It made him look credible. One victory, which maybe it was a fluke. We don't know because there's been no consistency in this booking here. And I don't know. It's just not working for me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm again, not a fan of, of what they're setting up there. I mean, we'll wait and see, but yeah, I just don't see how this turns out to any way that I can be super, super positive about. Um, and, and happy with. So we'll have to wait and see because I believe that match is going to be New Year's Evil, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which okay. which is
1: a week after New Year's Eve. Why not? <laughs> Why they've got a Wednesday show like the day before New <laughs> Year's Eve? Why not? Why is New Year's Evil? I know, right? The one a week after New Year's. Eve.
0: <laughs> oh. What's happening in NXT? I don't understand anything, Tim. They don't own clocks or calendars, apparently. <laughs> 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 yeah so ah. I have to wait and see but hey it is the holiday season and people get reunited with loved ones uh, maybe not so much now in 2020 with the global pandemic but we did get a reunion last week uh, a little bit of a bullet club reunion um, mm-hmm. of course we have this ongoing uh, storyline right now with AEW and Impact Wrestling and Kenny Omega hooking up with the Good Brothers and They have a match. Yes, they do. They do have a match Uh, coming up. uh, I can't remember uh, which final destination I think is maybe what it is. Um, The name of the impact uh, show coming up. I, but if I got that wrong, I do apologize. Um, Is it hard to kill? Hard to kill? Or or maybe it's hard to kill. I can't keep up with all the names. Yeah, I I think it's hard to kill. Okay. But yeah, and it's it's Omega and the Good Brothers versus uh, I don't know if you have it written down. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, I think it's Rich Swan. Uh, yeah, it is Rich Swan and the Motor City um, Machine Guns, maybe. Yes. Okay. That sounds correct to me. Which should be a hell of a match, honestly. <laughs> um, it'll
1: it'll definitely be uh, it'll be physical.
0: Yeah, I like the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, the Good Brothers are awesome. I think Omega is awesome. And Rich Swann has really come into his own s- since leaving WWE. Well, or being fired, depending. I can't remember how that situation yep. played out, but I know it wasn't very good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so interesting to see that we're we're finally getting some physicality and actual not just promos. It's going to lead to something tangible um, and see where they go from there. Um Yep but yeah, so very interesting. Uh, like seeing the bullet club, uh, reunited, um, as we're sticking with AEW and impact, I guess, side, side piece there, uh, AEW talent, a little butt hurt over good mm. old JR this past week, making some yeah. pretty, uh, pretty scathing comments, <laughs> actually. Yeah. And,
1: uh, as, as this was on JR's podcast, um, and as, uh, as Conrad likes to refer to him, he was in a red ass JR mode. <laughs> and um, he, he was specifically talking about um, in these large tag team matches, you know, eight man, 10 man tag team matches where everybody clusters up outside the ring, um, friends and foes standing side by side, waiting to catch someone who's jumping off the top to the outside. And it, it just totally exposes how it totally exposes that. It's, it's a work. And it's not that the audience doesn't know it's a work. It's that you're, you're not supposed to present it in a way that makes it obvious it's a work. Just as, you know, David Duchovny never stopped at all of an X-Files episode and said, Psst, hey, my name's not actually Fox Mulder, right? Yeah. So, and, and JR has talked about this over and over. And he was talking about specifically how he had mentioned it to someone, one of the wrestlers backstage, about how, you know, it's it's not a good idea to to do stuff like that, and you've got to try to figure out how to make it more believable and more more realistic. And um, they just don't listen. And I think that's where the anger was coming from—that he's got this knowledge and he's got all this experience. Um, and you know he's talking about there a lot of the stuff I talk about on here. It's the same stuff that that I talk about when I talk about Sasha being realistic and Daniel Bryan being realistic and Bret Hart and so on, and how they don't do stuff like that. Um, it's the same thing, and uh, I understand his frustration. Now he he worded it. Uh, he he said some idiot <laughs> coming off the top turnbuckle. Maybe that was a little harsh. Yeah, but he was getting worked up um so maybe he could have worded that a little differently but then you've got brandon who who is nine in in the dark order in um mocking on twitter these comments from from jim ross and then you've got um one of ftr i don't remember which one it was who then came to jr's defense on twitter uh mm-hmm. and yeah it, it you've the younger talent needs to listen to the older talent it's and yeah jr is not a wrestler but it doesn't uh it doesn't mean that he doesn't know what he's talking about and it doesn't mean that he's he doesn't have credibility he's out there to tell your story and if you make it a story that is hard to justify how is he supposed to tell it
0: yeah i mean some people maybe not don't realize this jr was the gatekeeper of getting into the wwe at one point he was head of talent mm-hmm. relations you didn't make it to the wwe without jr yeah um and d- during a time when you know the company was red hot so you know we're talking right after a part of the monday night wars and shortly after that um yeah so the man knows what he's talking about he's been around forever and he he knows the biz And yeah, so yeah, he could have worded it maybe a little bit better. Um, Yeah, maybe, yeah. But yeah, uh, very interesting to see some of the younger talent who are committing what he considers these atrocities trying to snap back at him. And yeah, they really need, you need to listen. I mean. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I noticed, by the way,
1: when uh, Io Shirai did her Oscar the Grouch spot Mm-hmm. um that um uh, the camera did not catch the the wrestlers in the ring it f- focused on her so that mm-hmm. we would not see them doing that and i thought that was now the replays caught them a little bit so yeah. <laughs> kind of undid the good that was done there but the live shot did not catch them and i i noticed that in the moment and thought that was that was very well done um but i mean it also doesn't make sense if you think about the fact that, you know, sometimes you'll have a one-on-one match and someone will dive from the outside and their opponent will catch them. They won't fall. They will catch them yet. When you have eight people
0: on the everybody outside, falls down, <laughs> eight
1: people can't catch everybody falls down, including the one on the end who, you know, gets clipped in the shoulder by their toe and they go <laughs> crashing down to the ground. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's a silly spot. Mm. And, and, you know, if, if you can't come up with something better, that makes more sense, that still allows you to show off what you're doing, then that means you're lazy, maybe not physically lazy, but you're mentally lazy. And, you know, I'm sure there are a bunch of fans out there that will still love what you're doing. And I, that's great. But um, you, you can't consider yourself to be the best if you aren't putting your body and your mind into your work.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. So very interesting in that little clash there. Uh, we got a couple uh, title uh, wins and changes to talk about um, in stardom. And I'll let you take that yeah. away.
1: Yeah. So uh, stardom had a few shows since, since we last talked um, and the cosmic angels who I've been talking about on a lot on here, uh, Tom Nakano and Naji Sayaka and Mira, uh, mina shirakawa that is uh they won the artist of stardom championships that's the six woman tags um and that's that's good they took them from Oedo Tai. tie um be priestly losing another title that always kind of makes me happy (laughs) um especially if tom nakano is is on the other end of it so um yeah, and I, I, they have not posted the big show from Osaka yet. I know some of the results. I don't know what happened with Tom and Mayu. I haven't read that result yet. They haven't posted mm. it. So maybe I'll be talking about that next week. But uh, it wasn't a title on the line, so I didn't feel the need to read that ahead of time and just let myself enjoy it since I'm looking forward to it so much. Yes. Um, but at Osaka, I was surprised to see that Saya Ida won the Future of Stardom Championship in the three-way with uh, Saya, uh, Saya Komitani and, and uh, Mika mm. getting the pin on Komitani. Um, I said last week that Saya Ida never wins and she doesn't until now. And now, now she's a champion. <laughs> so, um, a, little, a little questionable, but you know, it's kind of tradition in Japan for new wrestlers to go through a period of earning their dues and mm-hmm. losing and losing and losing. I mean, Mayu uh mayu watani didn't win a match for the entire first year of her career now she's the icon of stardom and multiple time champion and so it's it's part of the deal um i do think say is really green even when she she got the pin on on saya kamitani and even when she went for the pin she hooked kamitani's arm so that her shoulder actually wasn't down for the three count (laughs) what What are you doing (laughs) you got to be careful about that stuff yeah um so, um, but you know, maybe she'll, she'll run with it and, and make the best of it. She's still got some stuff to learn. So yeah, I was definitely surprised by that. Um, the, the big double title match, I said before that um, stardom is not really known for copying out and uh, they did 30 minute time limit draw <laughs> big cop out on the double title. So wow. uh, Julia, yeah, Julia still wonder stardom champion and uh sherry is still your swa champion and it's probably for the best i don't think being a double champion for either would have been a great idea because you know they don't defend their one title they have that often so having to defend two uh i don't get many title defenses in that case so it's probably the best but um i haven't seen that match either i'm looking forward to it i'm sure it's really good 30 minute time limit draw um i'm i'm always down for seeing Julia wrestle for 30 minutes. So um, yeah, big, big happenings in stardom. And uh, I'll watch uh, the rest of that card from Osaka and uh, report back. If anything, I
0: definitely, I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking about Tom and Maiu next week. I can't wait to see what happened there. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to, to hear what goes on with that. Um, ratings. Let's talk about some ratings. AW NXT. Of course, that's the big ratings watch people have going on since they are head to head. Yeah. And a little bit of a surprise. Yeah,
1: AEW dropped
0: significantly.
1: Yes. And Um, NXT rose significantly. And I'm hard-pressed to find a reason for either. I'm not saying NXT shouldn't have decent ratings, but I, I didn't see anything on that particular show that would have gotten people's attention more than anything else they've been doing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, very odd. And, I mean, this could just be an anomaly, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, because we are into December and around the holidays. A lot of people have a lot of stuff going on, so maybe viewing habits have had to change due to other obligations. Um, But, yeah, kind of surprising. Um, But uh, who knows? I mean, of course, I don't think um, we don't have a traditional NXT show this week. Uh, I think they're doing the slammies in place of that, aren't they?
1: No, no, no. Slammys um, will be this morning, uh, depending on what time you listen to this, at 10 o'clock Wednesday morning. Oh, and, okay. It's morning. Okay. And, yeah, and, and yeah, we are getting a traditional NXT. Okay. And the AEW is airing late.
0: Yeah. After, after the game. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, won't be able to quite judge it uh, from this week. So, we'll have to wait till after the holidays to kind of see if there's any actual trend there as far as up or down for both brands. Um but yeah very interesting
1: there's gotta be some surprise though over at AEW that you know this there's been so much buzz and with this crossover and then shack and for the ratings to drop so much I I don't I honestly don't understand I don't understand it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um and who and again who knows it's it's so fickle and that's why ratings have always fascinated but also confused the crap out of me um yeah. as far as how they calculate you know it's it's kind of based on you know the nielsen ratings and people who have these boxes but a lot of people like me I don't watch shows traditionally on cable anymore mine is all internet based um mm. I'm able to watch it live but it's through a web connection it's not through any traditional cable or satellite so yeah. And I know that's that's uh, that's something a a lot more people are adopting in today's Mm -hmm. world. Um, Right. So I don't know how that messes with uh, or gives maybe a more accurate look at uh, what ratings are. So who knows? But uh, interesting to see. Um, Yeah. Moving on, talking a little bit about Smackdown, Bianca Belair and Bailey one on
1: one. Yeah, this is exactly what I've been talking about in that WWE and wrestling in general really needs more main event type women's matches without titles on the line. This, I think, should have been at TLC. Yeah, I agree. They've been building this and they just dropped it on free tv and that makes it feel like it's less important than other stories that are going on and that's not what the women's division needs no they they need um to to be made to seem as though at least the the brass feels like they are equal and i'm still you know there have been bright spots and bright moments but this is one of those moments that kind of makes me question whether or not they really do see them that way i, I- I don't understand. You could have still had a match. Just not with those two. Maybe, maybe Bailey wrestles, you know, somebody else, um, Billy Kay say Bailey wrestles, Billy Kay, Bianca comes out. This is on SmackDown. I'm talking Bianca comes out, doesn't really physically get involved, but her presence there just annoys Bailey to the point where Billy gets the win. So Billy has something else to add to her resume. A win over the longest reigning SmackDown champion ever, and then we've got more of a story between Bianca and Bailey, and you've you've allowed two storylines to progress without giving away the main match in the angle on free TV.
0: Yep. Ugh. Yeah. I I like this feud. I, I will say too. that I love this I love feud that. with Bianca and ba- Bailey. But, yeah, I agree. This should have been something that got a little bit more pomp and circumstance and a spot on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'm assuming this may continue and maybe we'll get a pay-per-view match out of this down the line. But I think it was a wasted opportunity so far. Um, yeah. Now, but now, yeah.
1: People are crying. People are crying that, that Bianca lost to Bailey. Folks, don't, don't sweat that it's Bailey and she cheated to do it and Bianca doesn't have to go undefeated for six months for her to be credible especially when she loses two like I just said the longest reigning SmackDown champion ever and and you just one of the one of the current greats so Bianca's fine um but I definitely think it should have it should have been on TLC I don't understand what's so hard about about taking the matches you've been building and putting them on a pay-per-view, especially with women, when they aren't for titles.
0: Yep. Agreed. Um, Speaking of titles, moving into TLC, um, of course, we had AJ Styles going up against Drew McIntyre in a TLC match, and we kind of danced around that this might be a possibility, uh, and that's Miz cashing in, and he did it in the kind of unexpected way inserting himself and making it a triple threat. Um, much like Rollins did at WrestleMania when he won the title, when uh, it was Lesnar versus Reigns. Mm -hmm. But of course, uh, he kind of (laughs) failed, kind of failed. Well, and actually we can caveat this since, you know, we did see raw last night. It looks like this is building into something else. So it looks like they, they're going to play a little bit of a bait and switch on us. Um, for those two
1: nights two nights ago or two nights
0: yeah sorry i've got jet lag uh i just flew into albuquerque and boy are my arms tired um but yeah so (laughs) two nights ago
1: (laughs) jeez oh my god
0: i love bugs bunny
1: anyway uh okay okay this cash in didn't make sense to me tim okay why he, he has control over how he cashes in. Why didn't he cash it in as a regular match and just freaking pen Drew McIntyre after he knocked him off the ladder? Ooh, that's a good point. That's what I thought he was going to do. And then he, they announced he was entering himself into the, the ladder match. Thought, what? That makes no sense. Now he's got to climb the ladder. And mm-hmm. what? Why? That made no sense to me at all.
0: Yeah. Um, and of course, it, what I'm referring to as the, the kind of red herring here is, of course, on Raw two nights ago, they, he gets the revelation that, hey, I actually wasn't the one that cashed it in. But it was Morrison that cashed it in technically. So it looks like they're going to play some shenanigans. He's probably going to get it back. Um, but th- who knows if that means they're going to put the belt on him. but he may get another crack at a cash in it looks like Um,
1: I would like to see him as champion honestly uh, the way I would take based on how they're starting this with him wanting to get it back I would go in an unexpected direction I would I I would write it so that he doesn't get it back and he gets mad about it and then he starts to realize oh I've got to earn this for myself I'd have him win the freaking rumble
0: Ooh, that, and I, that's what I would do. I wouldn't be upset with that. I like it. I, Cause I mean, he cut a really good promo Monday night talking about being mm-hmm. you, disappointed and, you know, I, he, he let it go and messed it up and like, okay. And Ms. Cuts a great promo. He's such a great character. He really he doesn't get enough appreciation. I don't believe, I think he is uh, a very underappreciated for what he does for the business currently. Um, and like, and how consistent he is, uh, in his performances. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset with that. Although I don't know the rumble, I think this year is going to be very, very difficult to predict as, you know, just looking at it right now because that's a direction I could see them maybe going in. You've got big E if they want to really put that push on big E, he could be a contender for winning the rumble. Um, mm-hmm. if you're just trying to do Keith Lee, Keith Lee uh, Daniel Bryan, <laughs> I mean, so okay. many ways you could go with this rumble. I even threw out that one as, I mean, Jay Uso, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and getting a rematch against Reigns, that would be insane. Um, but yeah, so a lot of ways they could go. Yeah. I would love to see Miz have the strap again. Um, however they put it on him, as long as it mm-hmm. made sense. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so, uh, hopefully we'll get some more good stuff out of the Miz. Who knows where this is going to go. Um, and it'll probably tie into what we're going to talk to a little bit later. Um, but, uh, up next sticking with some TLC match of the night, I think. I I, I know it's your match of the night. Sasha Carmela. Oh my God. What? (laughs)
1: <laughs> what like I, you all know how much i love sasha and how highly i think of sasha even i didn't think sasha would be able to pull freaking carmella to a match of the year contender who is sasha banks <laughs> unbelievable the the previous match they had on smackdown was carmella's best match of her career up to that point and i i didn't think it would really get beyond that mm. just a solid match about you know, her her being tougher than Sasha thought
0: mm-hmm.
1: she would be. That's what that story was. And it was great. It was it was the best story that, that Carmella had ever been part of in a ring from one bell to another bell. Mm-hmm. And then they went out on Sunday and they blew the roof off the place. And I, look, there were four times in that match. I thought Sasha was losing. They convinced me. That we we're gonna have a new champion. I I was rocking back and forth like mankind because I thought <laughs> she was already gonna lose the title again, and you know it, it's all because of their performances and both of them, both of them. It's not just Sasha. Carmella stepped it up too. She had to do her part. I have no doubt that Sasha was the leader in that ring and that she was guiding what was happening. Um, and Carmella, unlike some brand in color um, yeah. smart enough to listen to the person who knows what they're doing and look what happened. Now this kind of ties back in to what we were talking about earlier with Champa, where you've got someone who didn't have credibility, suddenly looking tough against someone who does, but Sasha's also been presented differently than Champa yes. throughout the years. She's been presented as more vulnerable than Champa has been presented as. So that's the difference. And Sasha understood that. And so she played that up as a vulnerable champion, someone who has trouble successfully defending her title. And suddenly for the first time in her career, Carmella looks like a legit threat based on her own athletic abilities. And Uh it's due to Sasha. It's due to the booking and the writing Uh and it's due to Carmella stepping it up. And I, I, it's not my match of the year. That's still Sasha Bailey. Uh, it's definitely top 10, maybe even top five for me this year. Wow. And uh, I, I
0: even I didn't expect it. And I love you, Sasha. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, a great match start to finish. I agree with everything you say, say have said about it. Um, it was wonderfully crafted, uh, even with uh, her sommelier getting involved and there being some shenanigans but yeah there was times where it's just like maybe sasha's gonna lose this and that's that's great storytelling they they pulled you in they made you think it it, there was a chance and it makes it keeps it unpredictable and we really love that it
1: was timing too, the timing of those spots that matters Mm -hmm. when you do them um years ago, I was talking to somebody about putting together wrestling matches and I told them, it's not what you do, it's when you do it. And they just kind of brushed me off like people always do. And then not that long after, Chris Jericho tweeted, literally word for word, it's not what you do, it's when you do it. And I'm like, thank you for freaking validating me, Chris Jericho. Um, (laughs) But but that's, it's true. A, A kick, a stomp, a suplex, a body slam can mean something if you time it right. And they timed the placement of those spots perfectly because, you know, if she, if we'd been in the middle of the heat segment where, where Carmella was just controlling the match, Sasha hadn't had a comeback yet. And she put one of those submissions on, it wouldn't have felt like Sasha might tap out, Mm -hmm. but because of when they did it, it felt like, oh, this could be the end of the match. And then she put that double, that double chicken wing on her
0: and started stomping
1: her head. I thought that was it i thought she was gonna and i in fact i thought she did tap out because the referee pointed at her hand and i thought oh god it's over and luckily luck i say luckily like it was an actual competition
0: (laughs) but see they (laughs) draw you in man yes they they made
1: me feel like yeah they made me feel like it was real and that is rare these days and oh my god yeah so so Don't anybody tell us there's not good stuff out there. Don't anybody tell us there's not good stuff in WWE. And don't even try to tell me that Sasha Banks isn't at least one of the best in the world. I'm not hearing it. You can just shove it.
0: (laughs) And I know we try to be positive. Uh, And
1: I know we try to be positive here. So I'm positive you can just shove it.
0: Yep. Here on Sasha Tivoli Wrestling. um, (laughs) Hurt. No, but we love Sasha Banks. We do. Let's do it. Oh, Uh, my God uh if that only we could get that i'm, I'm going to surprise you sometime in the future she'll be a guest that's a promise i don't know that i can keep but i'm going to try uh <laughs> dude you do it and i
1: i will find a way to make it up to you <laughs> i don't know if, if it's just money <laughs> if i just end up finding finding somebody to give you money i'll do it
0: <laughs> that that'll be the caveat after the show i'll be like oh yeah it's uh, it's a pay per per appearance so uh you got to pony up some cash <laughs> I already ponied up cash for a cameo that's true you did you did Um where she mispronounced my name <laughs> okay stefan um <laughs> yeah but hey from now on you are stefan <laughs> because sasha says so. <laughs> if that's how she says it yep <laughs> if that's how she <laughs> says it that's my name oh but hey i i feel you um but yeah, great match. Uh, we could talk about that for a long time, but we do have more to talk about on the show. Like the Hurt Business. They, uh, as we predicted, won the tag team titles at TLC, but is there Good some call. dissension? Is there some dissension in the Hurt Yeah.
1: Business? I mean, with the way Cedric, you know, tagged himself in to make sure he was the one that got the win. I mean, that always signifies that there's something brewing. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's too soon for this. They're kind of they've got a good thing going right now. And I think it was a good thing that they won the tag titles. I like Cedric much better as a heel, by the way. Yes. Um I, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy him as a face, mostly because his his wrestling style was just too kind of over the top and nonsensical, but he he can't do that flashy stuff as a heel because it would make him too popular. So he he's a little more grounded in his wrestling style, and I prefer him much. I, I not only do I prefer him much, I, I actually like him as a heel. I didn't like him as a face. I I like what he's doing right now. So I like this. I like them as tag champions, and I, there's something going on. And he seems destined for some sort of singles push or something. I don't know what what's brewing, but I don't know. Don't give up on it too soon. Come on, they they do
0: yeah I mean uh, we' we love the hurt business here. I think they've been booked fantastically um, up to this point. I think they have a great thing going, and I think it would it would really be bad if they start to break them up already. I, I just don't see that being good now if it's you know maybe you kind of equate it to the nation and if they're really wanting to push Alexander and trying to put him in the like that rock role and he's trying to possibly start second-guessing MVP. Um, but I just I don't know that that's what they're doing, but that's the only thing I could plausibly say could be good in a dissension angle right now if they're mm-hmm. going to do it. Um, but MVP's doing such good work on the mic, and I just don't see why you would do that. It yeah. just wouldn't make sense um so yeah very happy that they won the titles i think they needed to i think they needed to do it probably a couple of weeks earlier but um yeah but putting the straps on them i like that a lot um and we'll see where it goes from there because now they have three titles in their stable so mm-hmm. now mvp mm-hmm. just has to mm-hmm. beat drew mcintyre <laughs> actually they should have mvp beat um our <laughs> yeah. truth just so they can all have gold. <laughs> yes. Put <laughs> the twenty-four yes. for a few yes. minutes. Yeah, our R- truth just kind of rolls up on them doing one of their backstage segments. They beat the crap out of them. MVP takes the title, and they can all wear gold. That would be perfect. I would totally be down for that. Um.
1: Yeah. Hey, do you think MVP could uh, could get could get our truth to a match of the year contender like Sasha did Carmella? Uh.
0: No. <laughs> no offense to either of them. And my point is proven. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's really the litmus test we're going to go with with fbp and our truth no oh, offense kind to of. either of them. But um <laughs> but anyway. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh more TLC and this was one that we got wrong in our prediction, but again, we didn't exactly have all the information going in. And that is the uh, women's Mm -hmm. tag team title match. Of course, you had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, defending their titles against Asuka and an opponent to be named later and debuted on the show uh, because Lana, of course, injured kayfabe injury, I'm pretty sure, although now some are saying that it might be legit. Um, But either way, we got a returning Charlotte Flair and um, no... No turning on Asuka during the match. Stayed pretty much face the whole time. And we have new tag team women's champions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm torn. Um, I'm, I'm torn on this. I, I, look, I'm glad to have Charlotte back as a talent. Yes. Um, But I, I haven't missed her booking just like i haven't i haven't really missed her and i haven't missed becky because they both were just booked as the only two stars yeah. of the division and they they were being booked to get over at the expense of everyone else and so nobody else was getting over and it's been so great uh this the majority of this year where you've had other people getting the step up with sasha and bailey with lana with Shayna and, and Naya and, and, you know, others have gotten to kind of do more because Charlotte and Becky haven't been around. Mm-hmm. Of course they're going to come back and Charlotte's welcome back. I just to come back and just immediately win a title and become a grand slam champion. I, I haven't heard anything about Lana's injury being legit. I mean, if it is legit, then okay. But if it's not, Already, she's being booked at somebody else's expense Mm -hmm. because it it should have been Lana's spot. That could have been something great for her. And Charlotte would not have been hurt to debut, or not debut, but return against someone that wasn't a champion and to not win a title on Sunday night. It wouldn't have hurt her at all. She's still Charlotte freaking Flair. So uh, welcome back.
0: Yeah, I mean, welcome back to Charlotte, like I say, uh, glad to have her back from a talent standpoint and just, you know, great ring work and can give us some great matchups. But again, do you have to throw in a title picture? Plus, if and I would never say I hope someone is actually legitimately injured, but in this case, if there's a legitimate injury, at least it doesn't make me think, okay, what was the point of the 10 weeks leading up to this? Mm -hmm. You know, why did we go through Lana being put through a table for nine weeks in a row? And then all this buildup for this tag match and her getting, you know, stealing victories over the champions only to be out in Charlotte to take the thunder and get the belt. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that respect, I, I hope this decision and the trigger was pulled on this because of an injury rather than them just be like, oh, we can get Charlotte back. Let's let's throw the title on or throw in that tag match, big return, ratings, ratings, ratings. Um, so I, I hope well again, I don't want to hope someone's injured, but uh I hope this decision was made due to an injury rather than just Charlotte again kind of bumping someone out of a spot.
1: Yeah, but so so many have suffered
0: at the hands of her
1: booking from, from Sasha to Asuka yeah, to Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, back in January word was that she, she pushed for herself to win the Royal rumble and she didn't need to win the Royal rumble. Shayna Baszler could have won the Royal rumble and that would have done so much for Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, look, I love Charlotte and I, I got to meet Charlotte and she was so nice and so kind and easy to talk to and down to earth. It's not anti-Charlotte, but we just we need these other people to, to continue to elevate so that it's not just the Charlotte show and it's not just the Becky show. Um, we don't need them to come back and win all the titles back again because it's, yeah. it's been it's been good having other champions.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and it goes to that, you know, keeping it unpredictable. If you're always going to book two or three people to always be your dominant top of the card, where's the mystery? Where's the, ooh, I wonder if someone's going to win. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, where's the mystique in that? So I think that gets hurt as well. So yeah, I think we share a lot of the same feelings on that return. Although I will say, I'm very, very happy that we got Asuka two belts. Because yeah, again, yeah, it double champion. In in the year of the pandemic, I've said it before, I think Asuka has been, I mean, and even Charlotte said it on Raw, the heartbeat of the women's division, at least on Raw. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, with her promo work and everything else, along with you know what Sasha and Bailey were doing on SmackDown, they were keeping the shows going. No yeah. offense to the men, but they were what were the most entertaining parts of the shows especially well, in
1: the- sasha and Sa- sasha and bailey their their rematch pulled two and a half million viewers yeah on smackdown they were the most watched match of the thunderdome era of any promotion and that was against election coverage three days after the election when we didn't know who won the thing yeah so the women's division has been keeping it going and I agree. On Raw, it's been Asuka. And yeah, so I think she's earned she's earned that title, the the the, the Raw Women's Championship. And I think she should hold on to it for a while.
0: Yeah. Uh and hopefully she does. I, I would love to see if I'd love to see Oscar at least hold that belt till Mania. Um hell, I'd love for her to face Charlotte at Mania and get that win back, honestly
1: as long as she gets the win
0: back yeah Yeah, as long as she gets the win back if they book her get charlotte and charlotte wins then i'll probably blow a gasket but uh hopefully if i was booking it that would be the match and oscar would (laughs) retain
1: you'll know how i felt in 2016 every time (laughs) sasha defended against charlotte and freaking lost yep Oy. But uh, you can have main eventers like Charlotte not being like, for, for a year, Diesel was champion and Bret Hart was not in the title picture yeah. and he was still going out there He he had the match of the night at a pay-per-view with freaking Jean-Pierre Lafitte like, <laughs> Jean- <laughs> He was yeah. still going out there Lafitte. and showing <laughs> Yeah, he was still going out there and showing that he's the best, much like Sasha had the match of the n- night against Carmella so I mean they're they're very similar in that way they can go out there and have the best matches with whoever and if you're a true main eventer and truly the best you do that you don't have to be the champion all the time
0: yeah it doesn't matter if you have a title
1: she doesn't just storm back in yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. so we'll see what happens yeah Um, and again again and just to throw it in there and somebody said this uh, and it may have been Heyman or Vince, I can't remember. Um, but somebody was, you use the talent to elevate the title, not the other way around. Don't use the title to elevate the talent or maybe I'm backwards. I don't know.
1: It used it used to be the other way around. And I kind of miss when it was the other way around, but I, I do agree that I, I think when Vince Russo came along, it kind of switched and it's mm-hmm. hard to go back now. Yeah. Um, but it used to be like, you know, the the title. And I was actually thinking that earlier today. I've been watching some old stuff today. I watched some old Macho Man stuff today, and I was thinking about how, you know, Macho Man was a main eventer going into WrestleMania Four when he won the WWF Championship, even though he'd never been WWF Champion. He was he was ready to be accepted at that level, and then getting the title at WrestleMania Four firmly entrenched him as a main eventer so the title made him solidified him as that main eventer and nowadays I don't know I think sometimes they put titles on people who aren't ready for it and to me it devalues the title a little bit I'm talking like Jinder Mahal Mm. um, and people people like that because it doesn't always work yeah, right? it doesn't always elevate them. And when it doesn't work, I think it hurts the title. So I, I would much rather get the titles back to where they are bigger than any one talent. And and that way, gear the talent up, build them up, so that when they win the title, you know, that, oh, this is one of our top talents, this is somebody that we need to take seriously, instead of wondering, eh, maybe they'll make it, maybe they won't. Um, right. Yeah, and I think I think the Vince Russo area area, Vince Russo era, is what was responsible for kind of switching that around.
0: Yeah, I I don't ever want to visit the Vince Russo area, uh, (laughs) ever. (laughs) Wait, revisit? (laughs) No, I said I don't ever want to visit. Not revisit. I thought you said. Oh, okay, (laughs) okay. I thought
1: I thought there was something you didn't tell me.
0: Oh, no, now I have just cold shivers. Um, ew. uh, but uh, speaking of, oh, bro. Uh, bro. <laughs> bro, uh, and block. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on to Raw, <laughs> and I didn't expect to see a snuff film this weekend, but we kind of did. As huh? Orton mm-hmm. set the fiend on fire in the middle of the ring, and wow. Okay. (laughs) I did not expect it. We, of course, both predicted the Fiend to win and go over on Orton. And, of course, this is before we knew it was a Firefly-Funhouse-Inferno match. Um, So, wow. That's all I can say. We were
1: at the first Inferno match, you and I. Yes, we were. In in Greensboro. The Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, that one wasn't any better than this one. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) These matches don't really work.
1: (laughs) They they, they don't there's no drama like you know you can't have near falls or anything like that and it just it's it, it, nothing against a talent I don't it would be hard for anybody to make one of these matches work really um now the the loss uh, people again complaining about bray losing to Randy it, whatever it doesn't matter in this match it's not he put him down and made him tap or something like that. I mean, he spun him around and happened to catch him on fire. It, it wasn't like a physically dominant victory. Uh, um, although I will say that I do think it looked a little odd that he hit him with the RKO after the match and it just kept him down for the rest of his life, which was unfortunately snuffed out moments later. Yes. Um, um. Why, like, why did one RKO keep him down that long? Drew McIntyre kicked out of an RKO and then the fiend apparently is murdered by a single RKO.
0: Even though he got up from how many curb stomps when he fought Rollins and <laughs> Hell in a cell? It's like a like eleven or something. Yeah. yeah. So uh I guess the RKO against the fiend is the most protected move in the business. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. But obviously, I mean, obviously this was taped beforehand um mm-hmm. because of the special effect shenanigans that had to go on to get this to happen. Um, but yeah, interesting that they kind of went that far with it to me. Um, yeah. And of course, Orton, not Orton, but the Bray Wyatt tweeting out some stuff like about a cocoon. And of course we had Alexa bliss. uh, return to raw two nights ago with uh, Alexa's playground uh, where she's talking to Randy and, like oh he's at home and if he decides to come back who knows what'll happen and what it'll be and are we going to see a whole new incarnation uh of bray wyatt will the fiend be gone and will it be something else so interesting at least and i will say this at least they didn't bring him back monday night you know 24 hours later (laughs) from that um so we're going to build some suspense here um And so some were speculating that it
1: was a push for more edgy for, for edgier content, more adult content. There was a report that USA network wants raw to be more adult. And then that report was completely debunked and that wasn't true at all. Um, So that's not what's going on here. Uh, We'll talk more about that in just a minute, but I, I think it was just shock value. I think they were just going for something we hadn't seen before, something we didn't expect um and it was a, it was a spectacle. It was yeah. a cool visual. The fire all around the Thunderdome was definitely a cool visual. Um and something they couldn't do with an audience, not like that.
0: Yeah. Um
1: so they're doing something different. So you know, I hate to be too hard on them because we say we want new different stuff, and then when they give it to us, we crap on it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to do that, but I I don't know where they're going with it, but I guess I'm not supposed to. I'm not writing.
0: Yeah, so intrigue definitely, and can't wait to see where it goes. Interesting what the payoff of this is going to be. Um, but uh, we also had a street fight, and it was Kinda. uh, the least, and I love how you worded this the least street fighty street fight ever. <laughs> Yoga Flame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nine tenths of the match was a regular tag match. Like, yes. like, aren't these people supposed to have a grudge against each other? Like it's, it's
0: like we're gonna call to it a street personal. fight because at some point we want someone to swing a chair. Uh. Right. <laughs>
1: That's how it played out. I I forgot it was a street fight. Like in the middle of the match, I forgot that it was uh, that I was currently watching a street fight. I, I don't know if it was the agent, I don't know if it was the talent, I don't know if it was Vince who, who decided the match should go that way, but it made no sense. We talk about when, when Sasha and Asuka wrestled at Survivor Series, the urgency and how they were trying to win, or Kevin Owens against mm-hmm. Roman Reigns at TLC. He, he didn't even wait for his entrance. He came into the ring and attacked Roman before the match even started because he wanted to win him because it was personal. And then you've got this six-man tag. It's supposed to be personal. They're allowed to use weapons, and they choose not to. They just, they're just they content with standing on the outside on the apron and waiting to be tagged in to get at these people that they hate so much.
0: And that's the other thing. It's a street fight. Why are we tagging at all? Right. <laughs> right. They should just be going at each other 100 miles an hour from the get. I just don't, yeah, just confusing very confusing. Yeah, made
1: no sense to me at all. Uh, yeah, I was very confused by a lot of
0: things that happened this week. Yeah. Swing and a miss, I think, overall for Raw this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't the best. But something else on Raw, and uh, this is taking an interesting turn, um, is, of course, we had Ricochet taking on another member of Retribution. Um, T-Bar, I think, yep. this week. Um, and uh, getting beat. And, uh, you know, of course, they've been talking about wanting to get Ricochet into Retribution. And then later in the night on Raw Talk, which I did not actually get to see, uh, but Ricochet was on Raw Talk and had some stuff to say. And and it was it was
1: good. Again, you know, he he got the promo I don't, well, a week or two ago, the backstage promo. That was yeah. really heartfelt. And, and really just felt real. And he did it again on Raw Talk. If you haven't seen it, check out Raw Talk for Ricochet. And it was believable. It was good. He was talking to, uh, to Charlie about uh, how maybe Mustafa Ali is right. Because week after week, he finds himself losing. And things are not going the way that he wants them to go. And he said, something's got to change. And uh, Charlie was even encouraging that thought, and suggested that um, maybe, even though he doesn't agree with the philosophies of retribution, if he were to join, he might be able to shift their way of thinking to align with his way of thinking, and also, you know, gain those allies, and maybe uh, turn his career around. In the process. So interesting angle progression, but just also interesting in the way that he framed it. And just it was very relatable. 2020 uh, has been a rough year for most people. And, uh, and just saying that he, he doesn't understand why things have taken the turn for him that they have and that he's got to do something to fix it, but he doesn't know what. And yeah, you know, I, I, I spent much of the year thinking the same thing about myself and in some ways I'm still thinking about my own life. Um not in all, but in some ways I still am. So it was very relatable. And that's what you want. You want to be relatable. That's how you connect with the viewers. And um I felt more connected to him in that moment than I have since since ever really. I mean that that makes me connect with him more than you know at a 1080 splash or whatever he does. Um, so good, good work by Ricochet and whoever's working with him on that. Um, they're, they're doing great.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I love that promo from her a couple weeks ago, and I'm definitely going to go check out Raw Talk uh, to see this um, because uh, I think this could be a very interesting play. And it's, it's interesting that they had Charlie throwing in this suggestion. Um, so this could be... This could be some really cool setup. They could go a couple of different ways and and kind of steer this ship back in the right direction because it seems like they were kind of going the wrong direction for a couple of weeks. As I mean, retribution has kind of been like this from the get-go. It's like they start the right way, then it falters, then back on, then falters. So hopefully, we're going to get some consistency <laughs> out of this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I am interested to see where this goes. Yeah. Um, now speaking of where things go, of course, you know, there was a lot of talk about. Uh, the response to the ratings um, and that Vince was going to make a big shake up on raw. We've heard that they've thrown out a lot of stuff that they had planned for the rumble. Um, and again, a lot of this is conjecture, you know, it's, it's from the dirt sheets. So, um, but yeah, it looks like they're, they're going to shake it up. I don't think we really saw much of that Monday night. Um, no.
1: And I, I'm, I'm hearing it's going to be after the rumble. They're, they're, or maybe starting with the rumble but around rumble time um and it is from the dirt sheets but I, i've got to think that even if they're just guessing it's probably a good guess because last week's raw got the lowest ratings in the history of the show yeah that's um, insane yeah and i i mean we all know vince isn't like ah it's fine like that's gonna upset vince so um I don't have any ideas. Um,
0: Yeah. I uh, I don't know
1: what they can do. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So it's, and I, I think, yeah, once we get out of, once we get past new years, I think, and we start to build for rumble, I think is when we'll start to see uh, the beginning seeds really start to get planted of this kind of shakeup. If it is uh, for real a thing, which I mean, again, knowing Vince, it probably is. And he probably will. Um, and I guess kind of with that is cause I mean, we do, they did announce of course, January 4th, um, uh, the first raw after new year's, uh, is going to be legends night. Mm-hmm. So, so they're going to kick off the new year with something to try and draw people in by bringing in a bunch of legends and they've announced a bunch of names, um, uh, as for who's going to be showing up. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty crazy list. I don't know if you've had yeah. a chance to see this, um, but uh, Hulk Hogan, Rick Flair, Kurt Angle, Beth Phoenix, Tori Wilson, The Big Show, Jacqueline, Booker T, Sergeant Slaughter, Tatanka, Jeff Jarrett, Jimmy Hart, Ivory, Carlito, The Boogeyman, Melina, who's been rumored to be coming back to the WWE over the past couple months. Um, Mark Henry, IRS, Alicia Fox, Hillbilly Jim, And Michael P. S. Hayes. So this could be interesting. Something I
1: noticed too when they were advertising it and they were showing, you know, images of all these people.
0: You know who they included? I don't know if you noticed it. I did not. Mickey James. Oh, that's right. No, you're right. They did throw her name in there too. Mickey James.
1: That's interesting. Or at least showed her not consider her on Yeah, did they not consider her? Should be on the main roster anymore
0: and that'll make me sad um yeah of course uh, I again we we talked several weeks ago about what we thought was some complete botching of the booking uh for bringing a, a legend like mickey james back into the fold from injury and kind of and what we thought might have been an angle but obviously wasn't because where is she um mm-hmm. But yeah, so, she wasn't drafted. Yeah, wasn't drafted. So yeah, hmm. I mean, they do one of these pretty much every these, year. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say these these Legend
1: Night things. It's a familiar go to when ratings drop. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, it's maybe a solution for one night, but you know you need something more than one night. Just like AEW needs more you know they had that big night with sting coming back and a title change and then the crossover with impact but you can't have a show like that every week you've got to you've got to have just consistent quality week to week or it's not going to make a difference so uh, legends night it'll be good it'll be fun for one night but what happens next week
0: yeah and interesting for me on this list uh, and it doesn't mean they won't show up um but like no stone cold um okay. and you think if this is with a, a thing to grab ratings uh Yeah. You think Stone Cold would be on there. You'd think, um, of course, they said Shawn Michaels. I think they, they threw his name out there. It's just not on my list here. Um, But uh, Cena. um, Yeah. So, I mean, they, they have bigger, the undertaker (laughs) who's recently basically retired Um, Kane. So there's a lot of names missing Goldberg that you could put on a legends night for more ratings that are kind of auspiciously missing. So whether that's just they haven't announced it yet because they're finalizing DEETS or what, who knows. But yeah, I'm with you. It's like you need more consistency. It's, it's cool for kind of a one-off, but where are we going? <laughs> what, what, are we, they, what they need what? is on that
1: night, they need good stuff from the current roster. Yeah. So that when people tune in for the legends, they like what they see with the people that they currently have. Undertaker, that I mean, they have, they retired that character. That's my understanding. So I don't think we'll see Undertaker pop up for anything
0: like this. Um, so but maybe, but maybe Mark Calloway does. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But who knows? Um, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, I don't know what we're gonna get. I mean, I think there needs to be some sort of shakeup. Um, but what that shakeup is, I don't know that I could tell you. I don't know what I would do. Uh, with what's going on currently to kind of take it in a new direction other than as we said you know maybe the miz getting a push into the spotlight uh maybe finally properly pushing keith lee um Mm -hmm. the way that he needs to be pushed (laughs) um so yeah i don't know i don't know kind of crazy But, huh. All right. Uh, Anything else you have from this past week you want to you want to talk about? Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. well, I guess we will go into what we loved. What's that one thing that you want to throw out there and highlight? I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say, but take it away, Steve. Dude, Sasha Banks hit Boba Fett with
1: the tornado DDT. She put down the internet's favorite Star Wars badass like he was nothing. You forget the book of Boba Fett. I want the cabal of Costco Reeves and I'm going to get it in my dreams tonight. And just like I had it in my dreams last night. Man, it doesn't get any better than Sasha dropping Boba Fett. So The this- little Boba Fett i won't finish that
0: (laughs) like the boba
1: bia anyway uh, (laughs) um and and if you haven't watched it sorry you don't wait to watch the mandalorian when the mandalorian drops you watch
0: the mandalorian your fault shane (laughs) (laughs) wow no no sympathy for people that get stuff spoiled here (laughs) right Uh, i'm I'm, something to look forward to I knew it was going to be something with Sasha. I figured you're going to say Sasha and uh, Carmella, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I had, I had, oh man, I'm marked out. I'm marked down during Star Wars.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I love it because I actually got to see the episode before you had a chance to see it. No spoilers, but I was like, you're going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would. Um, That was What a tremendous finale. Uh, I won't spoil anything else that happens in that episode just in case people haven't had a chance to see it. But we are big fans of The Mandalorian here. And wow, what a finale to season two. Um, For sure. But uh, my favorite thing this past week... And obviously, I didn't get a chance to really think about this, but uh, based on what we've talked about, I I think it's, it's that we're finally, finally uh, getting some traction on the AEW Impact Wrestling thing with the announcement of the six-man tag uh, and the Bullet Club reunion. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really interested to see where we go from there. I think that could be uh, turned into such a huge, compelling storyline if they treat it properly and and do it right um mm-hmm. if both sides are amicable to it um so we'll see but yeah i really i really dug that so that yeah. is our show for uh this week and of course don't forget yeah. coming up we have a. I mean it's a special christmas present from us to you uh on yeah, Christ-
1: and, and by the way happy happy holidays and yep. merry christmas and uh belk a great place To buy anything in the store for your mother
0: it's true uh belk's out of business around here for me so i don't know if that's really a current one we're doing uh but hey we'll try anyway belk go shop Uh, (laughs) but yes happy holidays merry christmas happy hanukkah uh happy kwanzaa merry festivus whatever however you celebrate please have a safe and happy holiday but this this friday we have our mega card bonus episode dropping. It was such a fun show. Uh, We just recently recorded it. It's dropping on Friday. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Me and Steve were tasked to come up with our ultimate fan pay-per-view. You could say WrestleMania, whatever you want to call it, but just our ultimate show from start to finish. And it's a really, really fun listen. And so definitely check that out. That'll be dropping 6 a.m. on Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, tune into that special episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe uh, on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, drop us uh, a line on Twitter. You can find us at plus wrestle That's P L U S WrestleCast. Uh, you can also find me at Timothy K you can find Steve at bizarro doom. You can also find us on Facebook at the positively wrestling podcast web page, uh, and you just, uh, search for Positively Wrestling. It'll get you right there. Come like and join us there. Um, but yeah, have a great, great holiday weekend and we will talk to you next week right here on Positively Wrestling.